0: Okay, just for the second bracha, until Gvur, which obviously as the title goes, it's the bracha of Hashem's Gvurah. Now, there's a first. See that lecture. This particular the Mishnah will be mentioned uh, the concept of much of the Ruchamir and the passing act of in it says Moskeim Gvures kushamim, V'tchias Amesin. We mentioned the of Geshamim in Chesemesim, that's why right at the beginning of the Bracha we say Why is it called Gverus Geshamim? What's the Gevur of Geshamim? You can say the Chesed of Hashem Hashem's kind enough to send rain, or the Nesed of Geshamim. What makes the Gevur? And why do you mention Tachin Tris and Because it's the bracha of Gveras. So it's not just by the way that the Gemara called it Gveras Gashamim. That's intrinsic. And that's because it's Gveras Gashamim. So that's how we see the right place to talk about it is in the bracha of Gveras. But even then, and even though the Mishnah tells us that you have to mention the Gveras of Tris and Masin, Allah you only do that half a year. We only did that at a time when rainfall is wanted this is a question that Ragma already asked every yeah, al in discussion. And that is, if you're going to ask for rain, like we do later on in we ask for it we send Bracha then it would make sense to ask for rain when rain is necessary. Because we need some things now, the time to ask for it. If we're praising Hashem for sending the rain, so why shouldn't the praise be constant? I mean whether we need it or not, it's true that Hashem sends it. We're trying to detail. We're trying to give examples of what Hashem does. So one of the things we'll talk about is Hashem sends rain. He's meritagashem. So if you if you don't feel it necessary the whole year round, and you only want to ask for a part of the other, you understand that. Then why does that mean that you only pray Hashem for only when you ask for it? Part of the two, so to speak, have to do with each other. And what's even more fascinating is that the two don't come together. Because as we know, is, we start saying from Sinch Esterah, from Shuniyat Terris, and we only start asking for rain. And then it's Yisrael from and Chutzlar from the middle of December, whatever the reason is. It's not like we, we, the two are coming together. And then when we need the rain, and we thank Hashem for the rain, then we ask for rain, and when we ask, we don't thank Hashem. It's not true. There's a time period we're thanking Hashem for the rain, we're appreciating it, even though we're not asking it. So they don't have to be telling each other they aren't interdependent, so why should we thank Hashem for rain the whole year? It's something which is there the whole year. It's a chesed of Hashem the whole year, which we can always talk about. What's the Bible, what part does it say the is together or separate? We don't start saying we send Salamatza and Mashbarah at the same time. So that's the case. Anyway, they aren't connected to each other. So why do we only thank Hashem for rain when we ask for At the time of year, when we ask for rain. So the answer is that when we're praising Hashem for different medas that He's displaying, so we only praise Hashem for a middah which right now is an active middle. Right now Hashem's using that middle. so we praise Him for it. Whereas a middle which right now isn't an active middle, we don't praise Him for. For example, Gemara says at the time the Khurban, I and mean, yeah, no, he didn't say Naira. Not that he didn't believe Hashem was Naira, but he felt that the revelation that Naira was the best of my gosh, now that it's not there anymore, so, okay, you know, that level of praise isn't appropriate. That's not the, that's not the way Hashem is running the world. It mean, explained previously. Our job in isn't to praise Hashem. He would never do that adequately anyway. Our job in is to recognize the ministry of Hashem is running the world, and that's how we relate to Him. And therefore, if there's a middle which is prevalent, we can relate to it. If a middle is not prevalent, we can't relate to it. So it's not, we don't just give a long description of ways, we, titles we give Hashem. we will talk about the middle which we see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is using, not in the world, because that's how you can relate to it. We spoke about it at the beginning of the Vadim. that the different uh, ways Hashem relates to the world. One of them is, is Atzah If That's the case. When Hashem's is relating to the world in the capacity of a murid HaGeshem, of the one who gives rain so now we can now we can relate to Hashem with that middah where the time of the year or the time when Hashem is not relating to the world as the one who gives rain so that's not the appropriate middle to address him in because that's not a prevalent it's not an active middah right now and that's why even though we only ask for rain later but Lemaise the time which is appropriate for rain is already after the Sukkot so we already mentioned the middah that we see that the Shpach was utilizing that from when it's when it's practical Okay, so that makes sense to us. That, that we, it's not a general praise of Hashem, it's a specific praise for a middle which is prevalent right now. But that answer brings with it a much bigger question. Because how do we start the bracha? We say, You are being And that means to think, one second, why does Hashem being Because if you do the way we just explained it, is that it's not that Hashem could be Mikhail Meisim, or that it's a title which Hashem has because He's able to do it. We're not trying to give Hashem praise for everything He's able to do. We're relating to Hashem in a way which, in which He's acting. We're relating to Hashem in a way in which He's acting, and therefore we're only going to relate to Him in a way which, that's a, that's a middle which is in existence right now. So where do we see Mechayi Meisim? You can say in every tefillah, the whole year round. Regardless of which it is. It should be mechayem do we sit chisam and On such a regular basis. So, there's a... A, a question which the philosophers asked the Rambam. His brother and his and in the asked asked a question and they said that we have a principle and that is that if whatever you want to predict is going to happen in the future, we have to see some kind of a system that already happens like that in the world. They didn't assume that the way creation works is going to reverse itself completely in the future. So then maybe things will become more powerful will become like was certain aspects will become more emphasized, but the idea that the world will completely change direction and work in a way differently the way it's working now that wasn't so logical. And the truth is, even that we see that in Chazal. The Gemara says that, Rabbi Gamil says, the Gemara the fine hay, that in the future a lady will give birth to the day she becomes pregnant in the future then he will give birth the day she becomes pre- pregnant there won't be an extended period of pregnancy part of the Yara and the Gemara says the Talmud told him there's, no such thing. there's nothing new under the sun Hashem doesn't recreate the world is not new show him a chicken because the chicken every day produces an egg so you see that the concept of being able to produce something every day exists just by chickens so, if Hashem extends it to people, it's not something new. It's just uh, another example of the same idea, where it's something which had no no place whatsoever, so then there would have to be a question that doesn't exist in the world. And with that background, we can understand the question they asked the Rambam: In our world, we don't see t'chisamaysim, and therefore, to say that it's going to happen in the future is a reversal of the way the world works. Well, the way the question was asked, in this world, we see the maysimachaim. We don't see that the Chayim I mean or Meisim. We don't see the Meisim or Chayim. We see that this world works, living people die. We don't see dead people live. So how, how do we understand there's going to be a Chayim or Meisim in the future? And the Allah's answer was, it's a big mistake. We've seen Chayim the, the whole time. We've seen Chayim the, the whole time. And where, where do we see that? Every single day. is Hashem gives the Neshama back to a dead body. Now, it's not a dead body. A person's alive when they're asleep. What Dharma meant was you see the main. you see the concept of something similar to tressimism, which means when a person's asleep, so then they even though they're technically alive, it's true. the body's working, they're breathing, and their heart's beating, but they're in a state of disconnect from the from the awareness of the world around them, they're so to speak dead to so everything which happens, and so they're not anything when they're sleeping. And Hashem brings them back With all their faculties And all their senses And all their awareness So there's that process of There's a process of Restoration Which we see every day When a person looks up And that's the martial We see already in this world of Ches amazing. And it's not just the Masha The Raman the Pasuk says Those who are sleeping in the ground Will get up Which is a similar analogy Then we say in the Bracha too we're talking about the ones who are sleeping in the ground. It's a similar to sleep. And just like by sleep, there's a process every day we see. The Kaddish Baruch who brings people back from being asleep to being awake. So then we understand that this process exists too. And that is that there's a, a, a process of even things which are asleep can be brought awake. And why is Tresa Mesim that different to that? It's not really. Let's explain why. Let's explain why. Because if we're talking about what Mesim means, we always use this. Definition of Missa. I'll be the Kabbalah. When we talk about it, Missa means death means a separation of a person's nefesh or ruach, their body. Nothing, gets, nothing gets destroyed when a person dies; it just separates. So now the body of the person, and what we call his ruach and his nefesh, which means his identity and his life force, aren't in the same place anymore. So when they're together, then they, then the person operates through his body. And uh, when they separate, separated, which will be called missa, then the nefesh Ruh of a person operates outside of his body; it's not only connected to his body. But when tcheisa meisim is, that the Hashem brings the ruh back into the body again, and then, like the pasuk says, and when, when Hashem brings the ruh back into the person's body, then they operate for, back from being inside the body. Uh, in other words, in the principle of it, it's not such a diff, not a complete new creation it's uh, whatever was together and separated gets brought back together again to some extent again what happens when a person sleeps isn't that his nefesh leaves his body or else well, the body will start working what happens is that the person's awareness of that nefesh leaves his body The a person is asleep he's not aware of his, that, that part of him which is his das, his awareness his knowledge his ability to pick up stimulation through his senses it Doesn't work on the person sleeping it Doesn't see things, doesn't hear things it Doesn't smell things, it doesn't taste things um, So in a case like that So then there's also that, a level which is No longer, not, not working presently In the person's body when he wakes up And all those, fac- all those faculties come back again So the really, Ramam says that The fact that people sleep and wake up Was the Was the first uh, example of the bria of the concept of and it was there from the beginning that even preceded the chait. We know that even before before Chav was born, with Hashem put him to sleep, and then woke him up again. So that that exists in the creation of a person, which means that the ability of his nefesh rach to be in his body, out of his body, back in his body, to whatever level it's going to be, that was part of the initial creation of a person. He never woke up from that sleep. Sure he did. Adam, of course. After was created, he woke up again. Of course, does. What do you think he never saw Chavez? No, he woke up completely, and the same idea we say about us is that when a person goes to sleep, and whatever level uh, uh, we say that a person's awareness leaves him when he when he goes to sleep, which we talk about in the bracha. Oh the element in the is of morvist in sleeping and when we personally wakes up in the morning. So again it's a the s if you messin' that the effect of the sleep. Not all sleep is sleep to death. There are some times where sleep and being laid are very close to each other. A person can talk in their sleep they can Move in their sleep, or even stand up in their sleep. so that type of sleep is also considered to be a separation? I mean, we're I mean, discussing different sleeps. We're talking about the concept of sleep. The fact that Hashem makes people asleep and wakes them up is the forerunner of Tresa Mesin. It's just to a high degree. And like the says. It's Shane, it's Echid Mishishim It's the same concept. Just like the fact that a chicken has egg every day. And the fact that a person gives birth to a baby. It's not the same thing. It's the same concept. And they made... Every day. Every day that you can raise your eggs. No. The lady can give, have able to become pregnant and give birth every day. And he so said, you see such a concept in the Bria. Not in the context of a person. That's true. But that doesn't be in the context of a person. It's in the context of the, the concept in the Bria exists. Because of that, we can say the brach mechayim Mechayah every day. So it's not something new. It's not something like the example we gave before of um, it's like an example we gave before of something which doesn't exist in the prayer and then like Marela like Gashem which in the psalm that mida that isn't prevalent it's something which is always prevalent and therefore you can always thank Gashem for it and if you understand this you said on the physical level of Tchis so there's another point here as well and that is there's a spiritual Tchis which is taking place the whole time too why? Because you have to remember a principle in Rakhnis, and I'm saying this like Thomas specifically for this bracha because it's very negative to understand what you're going to say the whole way through the bracha of And that is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's or HaKadosh Baruch Dibur, is reality. It's not like we have to see at different stages in the process. Hashem wants something to happen, and then it has to be decreed, which has to be carried out and implemented, and then it takes effect. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Yihu amar vayeh, mitiva v'yamid, Hakadosh Baruch Hu's decree Hashem's wants. That, that's the mitzvah. And if that's the case, then based on the system, Hakadosh Baruch Hu's created, if a person has done an avirah, which the penalty for those mitzvot, they should be dead it should be that that should be the Mitzis if that would be the case like he says that would have been no one would be misguided nothing would last because as soon as a person does something wrong you are die but i be the what's meant to be that should be the Torah is absolute the Torah says or any other passage like that on the spot. Had the world run with that original din, that's what have been the case. And that's why the Gemara says, in Rashi Quartz, It wouldn't last. Because if the punishment's going to be immediate, like the, like the Mishnah explains, if the punishment's going to be immediate, then nothing would survive. Because as soon as it's done something wrong, it will be punished. And therefore, on Kaddish Baruch Hu, the possibility of tshuva, says Mr. Shurim, what tshuva means, one of the three things that explains tshuva means, is that a Kaddish Baruch Hu doesn't execute the punishment right away, he gives people time. And because there's time, it means that that, that, that way, Hashem is prepared to delay punishment, so that people can do tshuva and they don't need to be punished anymore. Now if you understand this idea in Rukhni terms, it's sim T'khir If You've taken someone who's dead, who's condemned, he deserves to die, and you give him the chance to come back to life. Because it's, we see things as the decision and the fulfillment as two separate stages. So the fact that, let's say, the court condemned somebody to get killed, and then he actually got, in the end, he got pardoned or something happened, okay, so, so then the decree never happened. But by Akkadish Barucha, we don't look at it like that. What Akkadish Barucha wants to happen is reality. And if Akkadish Barucha, if the den would be that a person's of Mesa, he's Chayav Mesa. Immediately. And the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't do that, the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, so to speak, doesn't carry out that verdict which the person is hive. That that's a, a... fulfillment of this concept of T'chese And therefore, just like we said, that the middle which HaKadosh Baruch Hu uses, because the world won't be misgain, with pure din is rachamim, so that's what we say. rachamim The the, the rachamim is ability to mechayim meisim. Is Rabbi saying that there's chesam meisim in that time before Hashem kills the person? Yes, because it's should die right away. And the fact that he doesn't is the etzim to be is someone who's halachik meis. Then he should be dead, and he's not. That's a certain chesam meisim, which is the rachamim. The rachamim is a kolish like, is willing to give chayim. To, to people who should be meisim, in order to give them the chance to deliver. Um, so the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu revived that shows his rachamim point. Where, where do we see this point that sort of in, in doing everything that Moshe Rabbeinu wants to be should be, and just that Moshe Rabbeinu's rachamim that changes that? Where do we see that chesam meisim? Again, yeah. this is the opposite. I said that when a person does something wrong, my ikar didn't should that. The fact that Hashem doesn't kill them is a gad of because when Hashem wants to do something, it's, it's Kaim. And to change it, and to give the person Kaim, bim komu, it should be dead. Is The concept of being a is someone who is a mace. It's like a Gavrik Tiller, what the Gemara talks about, by a person is a And uh, what midday is there, that can, that can uh, so to speak, allow the person to live, even though they're meant to die? Be a that mace. So we said, that's the middle of Rakhim. And now we can understand, uh, and uh, why does Hashem do that? Because without that, there'd be no possibility of shiva. Because shiva needs time. As soon, if you're going to punish a person as soon as they do the very, so then you're not giving them a chance to do other. And the fact that it's, uh, Hashem doesn't do that right away, which means HaKadosh Baruch is prepared to give a person a chance to do other, so then that means that even though the person should have died already, but we're going to keep him alive so that he can do shuva, and then hopefully not deserve to die anymore. Imagine things that would work again in the physical world. Imagine a person accidentally puts his hands in an electric socket. But he won't die, he has 10 minutes to take his hands out. Or a guy hit by a car, but you know what? You can feel bad about it and he'll come back to that, you know, it'll happen to him. Or anything else, he gets shot, but it was an accident, so he says, Harat, I'm sorry, I got shot. And then he'll, whatever the case would be. It doesn't work like that. That rachim doesn't apply in, in the mitzvah here of when a person's dead. When he gets killed, he's dead. Hashem can decide to kill him or not to kill him, but there's no reversing the fact that when a person's dead, he's no longer here. Whereas when it comes to the din in Shemayin, that a person should be dead because they've done something with Shaykhayev Mesa, al piyad Din, it should be the same thing. A person can be very sorry about it, and a person can really regret it, but it doesn't make a difference. It's, it's done. It's done. The person from Chalash Abus, Yomus, is dead, as far as Shemayim is concerned. And if the world would run with din, that's the way it would happen. Whereas the fact that our Baruch says, no, he's not dead. You're going to give him laugh even though he should be dead, that's a concept of it's the concept of giving me- Chaim to a Mace, and the point of it is that you can do uh, Otherwise, the, the, the Din should carry itself out. It doesn't because Hashem is giving the potential that people can do and then reverse the Din. And that's the point. Hashem is <laughs> because that gives more opportunity to save people. It's not an end than its an right. that's the important point. That the, the fact that Hashem says there's a middle and since the Shalom says it doesn't take away the din, it doesn't mean that because it's Rachman there it isn't din. The din is there. And if the person's is Chayev, they Chayev. All the Rachman does is that in the meantime Hashim is going to give the person life to give an opportunity to shiver. But it doesn't take away the fact that they're Chayev, they khayv, They're living on Rachman. And the point of the Rachman is hopefully they'll Shiva and then reverse the din. But without that, the din is going to take effect because of the Mirasadim they Chayev. Uh, we say this in the, one of the piyutim of We talk about people. I'm, Kippa, I'm sorry. We talk about people, and we say, bedin berachamim." The, 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 the way the Bais Hachamayim works, people could be meisim bedin, but then chaim berachamim, and that's chesameisim. That's chesameisim. When a person has been decided to die, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu lets that's live, As a concept of imchayes um, someone and there's a reason for that. The reason for that is in order to give him a chance to do shuv. There's a pasuk in Tehillim, which we always bring before the Yom and the Rhym, which my mom just is the point, it says. On the pasuk in Tehillim, Perak of Pais, Teqasif Zayist, the Dara Akharon, Rath is for the last Dara, V'am Nivra Yahalilka, and a nation who is Nivra, who has been created, what is it referring to? So, I'll explain. Teqasif Zayist, the Dara Akharon, the Lashon, the Midrash Tehillim, Eilu Dairu Sakhirinim, Sh'natoyim Lemisab Rosh there will be who don't deserve to live. And therefore in the dinner of Hashanah, they're going to be written re- in the Mesa. What what does Hashem do? Khadasha. Hashem recreates him as a Brichadasha, he recreates them. There's an element of a person can be noted in the Mesa. And some Hashem like forget about it. If you want if once a person is not in the Mesa and Hashem wants to let him live, then it's a Brich Hadasha. Hashem is has to give him a new life. That's the tchaisa of rachamim. There's a certain level of a new life which a person is being given because in the old life they didn't deserve to live. And yihad al For that we have to thank Hashem. That's the state of an ongoing sense of tchaisa Like we said, we consider in the physical world the concept of misa as being detachment of a person's mind, body, feeling, uh, mind, feelings, neshama from his body. And we don't say completely in this world, but we see it. We see it when a person sleeps. There's a certain detachment of his awareness and his diets and his senses from his body. And when a person wakes up, they get reattached. And on the spiritual level, we see it the whole time too. The whole principle of shiva, the whole principle that a person that's and still lives, is an example of Tres too. That the person who was in Ba'atzim Mesa. So he, he continues to live, that's considered a Tres as well. That's the first point that's why we talk about the difference between Masha Baruch, which is only, only practical, only midah which is only in existence half of the year, and the midah Makhaya Mason, which is there the whole year. So the first thing, when we think, when we start the braha Masha Hashem, Yom Makhaya baruch Hashem, at the end. So what are we talking about? And this is a Kiddush, because you have to explain why it comes here. We're talking about the Midah, which works with rachamim. And we say it again. That, that, so we're not talking about a middle which is working only with din. Even though we're talking about gevura, we're talking about Hashem's strength. But we're talking about a middle which works with rachamim. The chis is a middle of rachamim, like we saw. And uh, that has to shape the way we're going to imagine in the next one. We'll talk about all the details, all the, all the points we make in the bracha. And the point of Gavurah is, isn't dinim. We're not appealing to the middah sadin. The point of gvorus is we have to know what gvorus means by Hashem, but the core of the gvorus is that it's uh, something which comes berachem. And if the basis next time we will talk about, we'll talk about the idea of what gvorus are, and we will go back to where we began the vow today, which we have to answer as well. And that is maskirim gvorus kashamim, with chesamayim. The fact that the rain comes down isn't just the nas of rain or the Bracha of rain; it's the Gvurah of rain. What's the gvorah in rain? Well, that's, that's going to be the key to understand why the bracha is called gvuras. It's not just something which is punishment, rain isn't a punishment, it's normally a bracha, but it is gvura. It's an example of a kvuris. and therefore that's going to be the example we're going to see in, in all the other examples we give. Uh naiflim, b'raifei qaylim, do not sound like punishments, on the contrary. The, but they're all gvuras. And we'll talk about next time what the idea of a is. The first thing we want to talk about is the concept of chisa and that's an ongoing Mahalik in the prayer. That's an ongoing, uh, so to speak, where Hashem interacts with the world. And that's how we can thank Hashem for it on a daily basis.